Good evening. My name is Dave Furman. I serve as the senior pastor of Redeemer Church of Dubai. On behalf of our elders and church members, we would like to extend a special welcome to you, especially for those of you who are visiting us for the very first time. We're glad that you've joined us for our Christmas Eve celebration. If you're here and you're not a part of a healthy church, we also want to encourage you and welcome you to come be with us any Friday morning. We meet every Friday morning at 10 a.m. here at the JW Marriott Hotel. We're a church of over 60 different nationalities. We uh, gather together to sing God's word, to read God's word, to pray God's word, and to preach God's word each Friday. Whether you're a follower of Christ or maybe you're just one searching for truth, Either way, we want to tell you that you're most welcome to join us. In fact, we'll meet back in this same room tomorrow morning for our normal Friday morning service, which uh, on this specific year falls on Christmas morning. So we will extend our celebration of the newborn Savior tomorrow morning in this room at 10 a.m. And we hope to see you there. Before we open up God's word, let, let us go to our God in prayer. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for Christmas. We pray that over the next few minutes, you would transform our hearts and stir our souls to know and love you better. Open our eyes to see Jesus for who he really is. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Everyone is searching for love. Think of the movies we watch or even our children's fairy tales. They try to portray the perfect romance. Novelists and playwrights pen stories about soulmates and star-crossed lovers. Relationships websites promise to help you find your true love. But does true love really exist? For example, what happens after the wedding? Is it all roses and sunset walks on the beach every night? Do all your dreams really come true? Is every problem in your life a distant memory after your wedding day? Well, the honest answer of every human being on the face of the earth is no. Everyone is on a search for love, but our problem is as old as the song goes. We've been looking for love in all the wrong places. A true and perfect love can never be found in another human being even a spouse. Our spouse will fail us. This false expectation is why so many marriages fail. You think your marriage is going to solve your problems. You think you'll be happier. You won't be lonely anymore. You'll be better off financially. But then what happens after 10 years? Or one year? Or even one month? You realize that your loved one hasn't filled that void in your soul. One of the reasons marriages fail and end in divorce is because a husband or wife places their spouse on the throne of their life. You make them your savior, and in doing so, you've set them up to fail. You've given them a job that is infinitely above their pay grade. You've made your spouse to be the lord of your life, and they weren't made to be that. Your spouse and all other relationships for that matter, your parents, your siblings, your friends, your classmates, your boss, your co-workers, these people aren't meant to completely fill your heart with love. What these relationships are meant to be is pointers or signposts. 
They're meant to point you to the only one who loves you perfectly. And the one place we can look to find the answer to that big question, who is the only one who can love me perfectly, is in God's word. Our passage for this evening is just one verse. Many of you who follow Jesus, you'll know this verse. Maybe you've memorized this verse. It's John chapter 3, verse 16. It's there in your bulletins. If you have a Bible, you can look there or up on the screens. John chapter 3, verse 16, the fourth book of the New Testament. Let me read verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. My sermon tonight has just one point, and here it is. Everyone is on a search for love, but true love is only found in Jesus. Everyone is on a search for love, and we all look for it in various ways and in various places, but true love is only found in Jesus. And Christmas is a story of true love. Let me set up the context for the Christmas story. In the first book of the Bible, Genesis, we find out that in the beginning there was only God. Nothing else. No one else. God is the eternal, sovereign creator of everything. And the pinnacle of his creation was man and woman. Made in his image, we humans were created to be in fellowship with God. But the first two humans, Adam and Eve, disobeyed God. They rejected God's rule in their lives. Now fallen into sin, the man and woman were cast outside of the garden, separated from God's presence because of their sin. And since then, we've all been born into sin. We see this confirmed in children. For those of you who are parents out there, you didn't have to teach your children how to sin, did you? They just naturally struggle with disrespecting their parents, despise the sharing of toys, and covet what's not really theirs. My all-time favorite illustration of this is what I call empty donut box incidents. This happens quite often in my home. It happens when I go to the donut box in the kitchen and it's completely empty of donuts. And so I call the kids into the kitchen and I line them up one by one by one. Okay, kids, who ate the last donut? You know, it was daddy's donut and I was saving it for just this happy moment. And then we play a round of denial and blame game, just like Adam and Eve did. And the first kid says, uh, not me. Second kid, oh, it was, it was probably so-and-so, definitely not me. Third kid, oh, daddy, I would never, ever do that to you. I love you so much. And the fourth kid, with chocolate all over their mouth, what donut? We had donuts? Well, as adults, we still play that denial and blame game, don't we? It's just not quite as funny. We hate to admit it to ourselves and to others and to God. But we are sinners from birth and on to death. Sin defines our lives. We worship things. We worship money, jobs, people as though they were God. We swear taking God's name in vain. We fail to honor our parents. We entertain hateful thoughts about other people. We lust after others in our hearts. We steal time and money and opportunities. We steal people's reputations. We lie to make ourselves look good. We covet the things that God has given our neighbor. 
And if we're all honest, we've wanted to be the God of our lives. All of us have sinned. There's no denying it. And we've got nobody to blame but ourselves. Not a single one of us has obeyed a single one of God's perfect commandments perfectly. Our sin is a problem. And it's especially horrific because eternal death and judgment is the punishment for a crime against an infinitely holy God. We need a savior to come and rescue us. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas. It's the greatest love story ever told. It's the greatest love story in all of history. It's because everyone is on a search for love, but true love is only found in Jesus. Christmas is God's love story of him coming to us. And the eternal son of God came as a baby. All of history pointed to his birth. The amazing thing about this birth is that the divine Son of God came in weakness, not strength. He was born as a baby in a small town to a poor family. It was a miraculous conception where the Holy Spirit put the baby in Mary's womb. He is the Son of God, fully God and fully man. And he lived a perfect life. But the reason we celebrate Christmas is because this baby was born to die. His entire life was a march to the cross. And this was a march of love. The clearest message of God's love is his sending his son Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Typically, that's how we demonstrate love here on earth. We give of ourselves. We give of our time, our words, our love, our sacrifice. But in this case, God the Father gave up his one and only son. The mission of God coming to us is grounded in love. He so loved us. There's a great intensity in his love. This love compelled Jesus to willingly go to the cross as a sacrifice for our sins. It was the greatest gift ever given. The father gave his best, his unique and beloved son. This is astounding because in our sin... We're not that lovable. Actually, in our sin, the Bible says we were God's enemies. And yet he came for us. He's the very definition of love. In the Bible, in the book of 1 John, it actually says God is love. He's the very standard of love. He defines love in himself and in his actions. The love of God is unlike any other love you may have found in this world. God's love is a love that comforts us, forgives us, restores us, encourages us, changes us. God's love is so magnificent, it seems too good to be true. It's a love that tells us that we haven't found the love we've been looking for. But God's love has found us. It's true love. It's unbelievable that it's a love for the world. Did you see that in the text, in that Chapter 3, verse 16. It's a love that, that, that is for the world. There's no race, no ethnicity that God doesn't love. God loves the Nigerians and the Chinese. He loves the Americans and Afghanis. He loves the Indians and the Iranians and the Italians and the Polish. 
He loves those from Burundi and Rwanda and Kenya and Mexico. It's a love for men and for women and for boys and for girls. God's love transcends all socioeconomic lines. God's love has been the breaker of the dividing wall that divides people from one another. He has broken down all walls of hostility. And because of that, friends, all are welcome to come to him. Every last one of us. And what's most admirable about this love isn't because the world is so big and so diverse, but because the world is so bad and so sinful. The magnitude of our sin brings us great appreciation for God's love. It's a love that drove Christ's mission to the cross where he would die. And it wasn't just a physical death, though that would be horrendous on the cross. No, this was not just physical pain that Jesus endured. There on the cross, Jesus endured the full wrath of God upon himself. The weight of all of his people's sins crushing down upon him in those moments. Now, friends, whereas human love ultimately fails us and hurts us, God's love fills our every void. Philosopher Blaise Pascal was right when he said that all of us have a God-shaped vacuum in our hearts. The problem is nothing but God could fill our hearts. But we try to fill the void in our lives in any number of things. I don't know what it is for you. Some try to fill that void by a pursuit of money and fame. But none of us can take those things when we die. True love isn't found in pleasing our parents. It will never be enough. True love isn't discovered by a sweet friendship. It's not even found in the best marriage on earth. Now we all have longings to be loved and to love. And that's okay. That's why we were made. We were made to love. We were made to be loved. We've just looked for it in all the wrong places. Christmas is a celebration because true love has come to us. Christmas is the greatest love story ever told because we can't cleanse ourselves of our sin or magically make ourselves perfect. God is holy and perfect and we are not. Justice must be done. Our sin must be paid for. And Christmas tells us that there's a way for justice to be done outside of us, but for us. And it's through Christ's death on the cross. But John 3.16 tells us this love is available only for some. Notice that it is whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. You must believe in Christ for this great love story to be true in your life. Which means you have to believe that Jesus is God in the flesh who has come to you and who has paid the sacrifice for your sins. This also means you must repent of the sin of trying to save yourself. Now, repent is a military term, meaning about turn or to turn completely around. To repent means to turn away from living with yourself as the ruler and living with God as your king. It means giving your life to Jesus. It means worshiping him with your every being. Friend, if you're here this evening and you are not yet a follower of Christ, we are so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you keep attending our services and getting to know us and getting to hear this message of hope. But most of all, we hope that you will turn your life over to Jesus, that you will repent of your sin 
and trust in Jesus to save you. Jesus is the only way to everlasting life. While every one of us is on a search for love, true love is only found in Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for Christmas. It truly is the greatest love story in all of history. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that you sent your only Son into the world, that we might live through him. In Christ we have forgiveness. In Christ we have reconciliation. In Christ we have true love. Would you in your kindness draw many to yourself tonight through your Son? Cause many to rejoice at the salvation that has come for them in Jesus. We pray this in the mighty name of Christ. Amen.